When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 56. The show is available live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also the home to many other great shows featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel and find more information in the links in the description as well as the closing credits. And of course, give the show's social media pages a follow. You can find them at AC Footy Show on all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, of course, I'd like to take this opportunity as well to uh, thank Martin Spate and Black Diamond Sports for all their support. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world in various sports. For more information, visit their social media pages. The links are in the description and in the closing credits. But, uh, of course, we thank them for, for helping us out and supporting us, as always. And uh, a big thanks and shout-out to Darren Rolson and Bespoke, Sp uh, Bespoke Sports, I was going to say, Bespoke Financial for sponsoring today's show, the Andy Campbell Championship Show. Uh, we appreciate their support, and here's a quick uh, a quick word from them as well. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch, and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. 
Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big shout out to Bespoke Financial for their sponsorship of the, this show and the football show on a Monday. Bespoke Financial specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And uh, yeah, big thanks to them. And I, I, I urge you all to check out their uh, check out their their social media pages, their website. Um, I'm sure that you'll all agree that we're always looking for things like life insurance and the like. Uh, joining me to talk the championship and the madness that was Wednesday evening and the end of the season. It didn't disappoint. Introducing the speed demon, the goal collector, Fox in the Box, former Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Davy Jones' favourite son, Mr Andy Campbell. How are you, sir? I'm very well, mate. Yeah, very well. Yeah, excitement. Um, oh, I was just it had everything. It had everything. Bit of nerves, you know. What I mean, went went right to the went right to the death. You know, there was ups and downs. Things changed. Playoffs, relegation, promotion. It was absolutely outstanding. So yeah, um, definitely food for thought about doing it for doing it again. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had um, yeah, I loved it. You know, all the uh, all the regulars as well. All the regular viewers, or the majority of the regular viewers, were. We're in there joining us, which was cool, because you know, without the people, we're nothing. Yeah. And um, it was it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah. the best part was, like you say, it didn't disappoint. There was all sorts going on at the top, at the bottom, in the playoffs. <sighs> Swansea made the playoffs. Forest bottled it. Brentford bottled it. Luton Town survived, as predicted mm. by me mm. on last week's show. The way that I look at this side is. Pre- um... We're in the previous sorry, Med, in the previous right. show, all those 50, 55 shows ago, Simon says Luton Town will stay up. Mm. There you go. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased it did. I'm pleased it did. Um, I, I just think uh, I just think it was a, it's the league what just keeps on giving. You know that the Premier League is all serious, but um, this is uh, a different animal. The Championship and it's going to be it's going to be even more fun next season. There's going to be better teams for me coming into it, both up and down. Uh, which which we're going to talk about soon, um, and I just think the excitement, uh, the players, uh, it's just it's just really 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 just really interesting, and just uh, it's just going to be fascinating to talk about for the next uh, next next sixty minutes. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's gonna, it's, and there's not so many games to talk about, so we can put a bit of extra in terms of next week. So we're going to preview the playoff games and really put a nice bit of uh, focus on those four teams. Uh, but we'll start off, as always, with uh, any other business. So um, I'm going to start, surprisingly to some, less surprisingly to others, with a bit of a rant. Okay? Um, so I'm going to start with the negative first, mate, and then we'll move on to the positive side of it, from from my point of view, anyway. Um, Jude Bellingham, leaving Birmingham, going to Bruce Dortmund. Great. Mm-hmm was racially abused by, I think, I believe they were Man United fans, but whatever, idiots. Football fans, still. Yeah, just mm. call him racist names and that because he's moving, you know, he's moving on. Good for him. 17, got a dream move to one of the biggest clubs in Europe. Don't 
you know, I don't see what people's issue are. So I think it's pathetic, and I just, ugh, it leaves a nasty taste in my mouth, real big. Um, more comically, because that's not funny at all, but what I did find comical was that Birmingham City have retired the number 22 jersey, I believe 22, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because uh, 17-year-old Jude Bellingham has moved to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Jude Bellingham, I believe, played a season and a half for Birmingham's first team. Mm. I think he played 44 and games, Sam. He played 44 games. 44 games. Mm. And they retired his shirt. Now, if every single club follows suit... And so I, time... played, I, I played 60-odd for Middlesbrough wearing number 32, and I'm sure they still have that one, so I'm very very disappointed. Yeah, very, very upset by Middlesbrough's <laughs> lack of respect. But like, my point is, right, if every club... Sai Frozen, am I? Have I? Please, somebody message and just tell me that that one of us is still on or I'm still on. Please, if you can, just so I know. I'm back. I think right, you're back. Yeah, you, you are in the street. There's two of you. There we go. Oh, mate, I don't know what. I don't know what happened then. My computer just like said it's shutting down, but I was like, why? But anyway, so sorry, I was mid sentence. I think what I was saying is. If every club does that for an academy product, whereby they play 40-odd games, and then when they move on to a bigger club, they just retire their shirt, there'll be no shirts left by 2030. I don't think Birmingham handle it very well, Si, and I'm not, I'm not blaming or condoning, um, you know what I mean, but they but the, the put unnecessary focus on a young boy who's leaving a football club where instead of just making this, this big thing, you know, that they've, they've got a big transfer fee for him. Yeah, so they've sold him. That's enough for me. Wish him well. He can do his own little uh, emotional um, plea um, to um, to the fans through his social media when he wants to do it. Because obviously there's no fans there, so I just think they've they've created unnecessary um, uh, uh, an audience for him. You know what I mean? Which is which is then coincide with him getting racially abused, which is absolutely bang out of order, by the way. And I just can't believe that that we, we we're doing Black Lives Matter. And then, and then he still gets it when when football fans aren't even in the stadium just because he's moving, um, just because he's moving to yeah, another it's club. It's United fans who are annoyed that he turned them down. I think. Um, yeah, just what I it, could see. It just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me. The whole thing, the it's whole thing's just just it's it's childish, um, and I just hope that he doesn't take it too serious. Um, and he moves on. Oh, he did. Listen, there's been there's been some ridiculous tweets, uh, fun tweets, but ridiculous tweets from certain clubs saying that they're that they're going to retire certain jerseys because uh, certain players have done this and certain players have done that. And he's responded to um, to quite a lot of them, which is great, you know. And he's mm-hmm. um, and he's and he's and he's and he's had a bit of humour to it, and I like that. And it shows that yes, he's a 17 year old young boy, but he's he's also got a little bit of an edge to him and. Um, and he should be very proud of, of the way he's handled himself um, throughout this, really. So it's uh, it's obviously something something that he can he can enjoy. He can go and move on. He can go and move to uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and and then hopefully kick on and and, and become a world star. Yeah, look, he's got the talent to, to be one of the biggest stars in the world. Is is at the end of the day, a lot of it will come down to the decisions he makes. 
um, off the field at the end of the day and how, what his attitude's like in training and, you know, all the usual cliches and things and all this type of stuff. But, like, I just, I just find it absolutely ludicrous to retire his shirt. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know who made that decision, but it's ridiculous. Uh, like Craig says there, he says, you can't retire the shirt. Some kids would want to aspire to play in that shirt because of Jude Bellingham. Like, yeah, yeah especially local, you know, local Brummie kids. Of course they are. They're going to want to play in the same shirt totally that agree. Jude Bellingham played. So, um, look, listen, listen to the bigger picture. Right, you've got Man United, the biggest club in the world. Um, haven't and you've got and you've got jersey, exactly you've got Brian Robson, Eric Cantona, um, uh, Ronaldo. Uh, it's it's endless. But David Beckham, it still it still goes on strong, and it's a privilege to wear it. You know what I mean? The the, the number twenty three with David Beckham. You know what I mean? It, it it follows people around, and why isn't number two? It, listen, Man United wouldn't have any shirts left because. All the success they had, success they had. Number one would be, would be gone. Number thirteen when Schmeichel wore it. Number one when Schmeichel wore it. Number two when Gary Neville wore it. Number three when Dennis Irwin wore it. Number five when Steve Bruce wore it. Six. It, it, we can go on, and it's just teams wouldn't at, have any shirts left. We might as well have no numbers on the back. Well, you look at it like you wouldn't have had Beckham wearing number seven because he would have been retired when Eric Cantona left, or mm. Beckham, or Ronaldo, and, and ugh, it's just but he aspired. David Beckham aspired to to, to wear, wear his hero shirt. Yeah. Is Brian Robson? Yeah, you know, that's what his, that was his dream was to wear was to wear his shirt. So that was um, that was something unbelievable um, for him to do. And 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 the same thing for Birmingham because Birmingham ever be successful, somebody wants to wear that twenty two shirt. Surely, yeah, it's bizarre, mate. Uh, so Gaz says uh, the championship is so good. Um, the championship is so good, and this show is so good. I'm almost gutted the Hammers are staying up. Which uh, <laughs> there you go, but. Um, Tip for uh, Leslie said uh, Milan versus Atlanta tonight uh, is buying money. He said it's a tip for you. And, tip for uh, me. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Craig Sullivan says people haven't retired. Uh, people haven't retired. Robson, Dalglish, Dalglish. Yeah, there you go. But players come into the club wanting that shirt. It's Kevin different. Keegan. It's different from one to eleven. Hmm. But you know, you're right though, isn't it? Like even players. Even if you take out academy players wanting to aspire to wear those shirts, like when people sign for clubs, they might want to follow in the footsteps of X player, you know. Oh, listen, that, that was my dream, you know. Bernie Slim was my hero at Middlesbrough. Uh, Bernie Slim won number seven, he jumped on the whole gate end every time he scored, and, and he used to love it. And I, I dreamed, I had a dream that I would wear number seven and follow and follow in Bernie's footsteps and, and aspire to be um, everything that he was, and and and. If they'd have retired his shirt, like they should have done, because he's miles more of a heel than Jude Bellingham was. You know, I just, I just think they haven't helped the, um, they haven't helped the matter. They haven't helped what's what's going on, and you know what I mean. And I, and I think um, the less said about it, it, probably the better, really. Indeed. Uh, so the next bit of sort of any other business, but it kind of falls into, you know, the general show is uh, we're going to talk about the potential teams coming down and the potential, or the three teams coming up from League One. Uh, so let's go with the, the Premier League teams coming down. Uh, obviously Norwich are already down, aren't they? But um, yeah. I think it looks like it's out of three for those final two spaces in Bournemouth, Watford and Villa. I don't think there's any other teams who can... No, there's not. No, it's, it's, either, it's either Villa, Villa, Watford and Bournemouth who are going to go down. Brighton are just safe now, so they've only got one game left. Um, and I just listen. Norwich is still going to be strong in my eyes because I look at the bigger picture and how many of them players are going to move back to the Premier League. Probably not many. Um, 
Bournemouth is probably similar. Watford, you're probably looking at a handful of players who will probably, will probably leave. Villa, Jack Grealish will probably leave, but the rest will probably could stay. And these clubs have got enough money to keep those players there because they'll have the parachute payments and want to go back up and need to go back up. So they have to take a risk, and um, which makes the, the, the teams who don't go up this year, the likes of potentially um, Brentford, uh, Fulham, Cardiff, Swansea, Nottingham Forest, um, makes the, the the league even harder for them next season. You know what I mean? And then you've got some surprise packages where the where there's always there's always some surprise packages, si, as we as we as we well know. Um, so I just think um, I just think I just think it's it's, it's going to make the the um, the league even more even even stronger, which is absolutely fantastic for the championship and and good for English football, really. Yeah, and those playoff teams have got to be looking at. I think in now's the time to take advantage, win three games, go up. Um, because the championship to get out of next year is going to be even harder again, like you say. Yeah. Um, my one thing with Bur- uh, Bournemouth, I think if they go down, which looks probably likely, um, I'd say that out of the four which we mentioned, I think they would worry me the least simply because I think Eddie Howe will go um, and I think they're probably going to lose the likes of, uh, what's the centre-back called? Uh, who used to play for Ake, Chelsea. Ake. Is it Ake? Ake. Yeah, Ake, Ake. yeah. I think yeah. he'll go. Um, the Welsh boy who plays uh, on Brooks, the wing, David Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, I think he'll probably go. Even even probably Josh King and Josh um, King's already, Wilson. I think it Josh. I heard. Sure, I read Josh King's already signed for someone. Um, Wilson. Like a, the rumor. Yeah, there's. Is it? Yeah, Harry Wilson plays for him as well, doesn't he? Yeah, and the other Wilson is it? Is it? Is it centre forward Wilson as well? He's listen. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. You want the best players to play in the in the championship, but also Premier League Premier League teams are going to look at these kind of players and think, how have they done this year? Are they good enough to if they if they were good enough, they probably would have stayed in the Premier League this year. That's well, the way I look uh, at it. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that aspect to it, but I think te- big teams will look at Ake. They will say, right, he's a young defender. Oh, ind- individuals, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got David Brooks, who's been out for most of a season. Excellent, def- you know, attacking player. Worth a punt. Same with Wilson. Josh King has proven that he can score goals if he's given the chances. So I think, and I think Eddie Howe is ready. I think he's taken Bournemouth, regardless of whether they stay up or down. I think he's taken them as far as he can go. He looks, a, he um, looks a broken man as well, Si, and that's what I don't like about this game. You know what I mean? He that looks fed up, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks, he looks like it's the, it's the end of his world, and you know, the, the, there's more clubs out there for him. You know, I know he's been there most of his career. He went, he went to Burnley, didn't work out. He went back to Bournemouth. He's done an amazing job. He's an amazing coach, amazing manager. And probably does need to step aside and go somewhere else and reinvent himself and and show how good he is with working for, working with different players because he's he's not getting the best out of a group of players at the minute and um, and and sometimes that can just happen and it is happening for him. Where I think um, would be a good move for him would be uh, a Newcastle, Southampton, hmm. maybe even a, a West Ham if David Moyes doesn't stay there if he after yeah, you agree. Up. Um, I think I'd like, I'd, like, I'd like to see him, Si. I'd like to see him with a bit of money. Some money. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see him with a bit of money. I'd like to see what kind of players he buys because he's he's a lot of the players he's inherited from lower leagues and and made, and, and done wonders with. He's bought young players, Ake, uh, Wilson, uh, Brooks. So he's he knows the market really well. You know what I mean? So and these kind of players will be really good in what two, three, four years time. But at the yeah. minute, they've just struggled fitness wise. Some of them. Um, level of performance and and obviously lockdown hasn't helped Bournemouth one little bit. No, and that, do you know the other thing I think with that, um, I wonder if he's got, he's been linked with the Everton job before. 
Now, Carlo Ancelotti at his age isn't going to be Everton manager for it ever. Mm. Now, does he look at that and think, right, I'll stay with Bournemouth for another season and assess my options then? He gets credit for being loyal. He get you know he can sort of carry on the work he's done with one eye on that job because he's been linked to that job continuously over the years, um, and it would be an excellent fit for him. And then Everton have got some real money to spend. But loyalty, loyalty, say you just you just hit the. Well, it, we it, talked it, about it. You just said the word there. Uh, he's been he's been too loyal, um, and it's to his detriment really that he's yeah. he's going to end up taking them down. That's going to be stuck on his CV forever, and it might stop him getting a top job. Um, getting relegated so I hope not uh, I hope obviously he recovers from it uh, and the club can move forward and find the level again because they've had a, they've had an amazing journey Bournemouth you know, you know what I mean for, this, for the size of the club to, to be where they are and where they have been for the, for the last few years has been amazing amazing indeed yes so um, the other thing we're going to talk about is the teams going up uh, yeah. so we've got Coventry Coventry City yeah we've got Coventry City Ainsworth. Currently, City, Rotherham, and Wickham Wanderers start with Wickham. That obviously they went up the hard way. They went up during through the playoffs against some very good sides, by the way. Um, you know, beat Fleetwood in two legs, uh, and then they beat Oxford United at Wembley. Um, so, a very, very tough route for them to go through. Um, they listen. In in comparison, they are the smallest, probably one of the smallest teams in League One. So, for them to get promoted into the Championship is an absolutely unbelievable feat, and uh, and it's all credit to Gaz and his players. And and I really hope. Um, they can kick on next season and see and see where the journey see where the journey goes because all they've got to do this season side for me is look at Luton, um, look at Barnsley and understand that there's an opportunity to stay in that league and there's an opportunity to do to do even better than what they did because uh, they've also got to progress as well so it's there's nothing to be scared of you know that they played against them them kind of teams two years ago so they they know exactly what they're all about. Uh, and they can go to the Aston Villas potentially. They can go to Norwich. They can go to Middlesbrough. Uh, they can go to all these big grounds and, and and enjoy playing in front of really big crowds week in week out. You know? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And Wickham, um, they've always seemed to have been able to to get the the best out of their sides in the big games. Um, it's whether they can do it week in week out over the season against the less glamorous sides in the championship. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to get up for the you know when they play at, say Aston Villa if Aston mm. Villa go down, but can they get up to go to Swansea or can they do it on a, can they do it on a wet Tuesday night at Stoke? Yeah, let's see. Oh, but that's what's impressed me side this year with teams like Leeds United. You know that Leeds United's downfall for the last probably five, six, seven, ten years has been has been going to Luton Town or going to Barnsley or going to Huddersfield and going to a lesser team and, and, and messing messing up and losing. You know, I mean, they can raise the game at home against the big sides and, and play the big big occasions, but they've 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 stuck in there this year all year and they've done it done a fantastic job. So I think teams need to look at that. Um, remit and just understand what model it, what model it needs and it takes to get out of this league because this can be replicated next year by by any team if they feel you know and that's by putting a plan in place for each game taking each game as it comes and and attacking each game because Leeds went at every single team this year and, and look at the reward they got Premier League. Yeah. Um, very quickly, how do you feel about the way the League One and Down did the playoffs and the positions with the points per game system? Shambles, absolute shambles. It's ridiculous, isn't it? If they yeah, were shouldn't, do... it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. It, it shouldn't have happened. It's got to be fair um, because uh, it, it's got to be fair for everybody. You know, if the championship are, are, are carrying on, then League One and League Two should have carried on. It's just that's just simple, really. Yeah. At the end of the day, mate, that's it. Isn't it? Either finish the seasons or or don't. 
We can't have a split. Um, we can't listen. They're all interlinked these leagues. So we've got we've got teams we've got teams who are getting relegated into League One, but we've got teams who are who being given, and that's Coventry and Rotherham. I'm talking about. You know, they're being yeah. given an opportunity to go and play. Where Wickham, Wickham earned it as well. By yeah. the way, so yeah, I don't I don't see why Wickham had to earn it because did Wickham finish third? Oh, oh, oh no, so they didn't. They, they finished. They finished out. They, well, it would have been Oxford United who finished third. I think. Yeah, what I was going to say. One of the teams in one of the leagues. I don't know if it's League One or two. Um, they'd been in the playoff places all season, pretty much. Um, they were in the playoff places when the lockdown happened, and then because of the points per game system, they it's weren't Pe- in the playoffs. It's Peter United. Peter United. Cause I, I, I follow the chairman on Twitter. Uh, oh, Anthony so, uh, Mc, uh, Daryl and, McAnthony. Uh, yeah, and uh, they, they've been in the playoffs all season. They've been in, in automatic, um, and they missed out because uh, Wickham had an, a game in hand, and their points per game it was only goal difference. What? Uh, what was the difference? So they they win when they win in because of that. And, and listen, I, I don't agree with it, but I do believe we can would have got in the playoffs. They've been they've been yeah. up, up, they've yeah, been oh, up yeah, there, and that's not that's and I'm not and I'm not saying this just because I'm I'm friends with with the manager I'm, and, and and I know a couple of the players. I've got I've got friends and uh, and other teams as well. And Sunderland Sunderland missed out as well, and that's a huge football club. Ipswich Town they had Sunderland. games in hand. Got a big problem, mate, because they're yeah, like the they sell players now. I totally agree, but but they should have and could have got in the playoffs because they they could have they could have gone automatic. They had that many games left. It, it was still a possibility. Um, so then we got to Rotherham, who finished second. Um, what do you think of their chances? They've always um, historically yeah. struggled, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I remember. I remember going back in the day when they got promoted when uh, when Cardiff were in the Championship and they came up, they went straight back down. So they have had a bit of a, a turbulent yo-yo few years about the go up I don't think they invest um, quite a lot of money on the playing staff so they try and generate the same kind of players put young players through so I do worry for them but listen they can take uh, they can take some pluses from Luton Town and Barnsley this season and have a have a right go at what's going to happen they've got a nice nice new stadium um, and then, then see where it goes but a team I do fear for a little bit is Coventry City and not because not, not on the pitch more off the pitch that are still yeah. still unsure. Shambles. They haven't got, they haven't got their own ground. Uh, I'm not. I think that, that as the season ended, they were playing at Birmingham City. Uh, so for me, I don't see how I don't see how you can come and get promoted and be allowed in the in the same league as Birmingham City because Birmingham City yeah. are gonna. I know it happened in the FA Cup, but Birmingham City are gonna play at their home ground and be the away team. Yeah. In a in a change of colour, it just it doesn't sit right with me. You know. It, Shambles, yeah, I don't like um, it. I don't like it. The one thing I will say about Coventry, off the uh, on the pitch, uh, I fancy their chances of staying up by the yeah. signings oh, they've made already. They've made some listen. signed some really good young players, which I think in the championship is a very good idea. Mm. So I also, the, also they're a, they're a huge football club. Required. I yes, go on back. Yeah. I go on back. I go back when when they won the FA Cup against Spurs in 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 the eighties. Was it the eighties? Whatever, whatever year or early or early nineties. I think it was late eighties, um, and it was just amazing. And and I've always followed them from afar ever since. You know, when they were at Highfield Road and they had Dion Dublin, Noel Whelan, and Darren Huckabee. Uh, they had some unbelievable players, and, and they're in the Premier League week in week out and and doing really well. So uh, they could be a sleeping giant and could get back up, but they need to obviously get their off-field problems sorted out at the same time. Yeah, it's a shambles, mate. Um, unfortunately, there's there's not much that they can do because it, it's not you know it's not down to the manager, it's not down to the players. No. It's, it's, it's what it is. Um, okay, so we did a a live watch along on Wednesday, which, as we mentioned earlier, was a lot of fun. Didn't we um, just? 
as you just saw on screen there, Johnny West just said it was amazing. It was it was good fun, and uh, the championship proved why it's the most entertaining league in the world to watch. It didn't disappoint right up to the end. The mayhem which occurred. Um, most importantly, we found out who was going up, who was in the playoffs, and who was going down. Um, obviously, Leeds were already crowned champions. Congratulations to them. Uh, earlier this week, I spoke to former Wales and Cardiff City defender, now working behind the scenes at Brentford, Mr. Rhys Weston. Uh, so I asked him about uh, Brentford missing out on the playoffs. And uh, here's what they had here. Uh, missing out on automatics. Sorry. Here's what he had to say. I'm joined by uh, former Wales and Cardiff City defender, currently working at Brentford behind the scenes, Mr. Reese Weston. Um, so uh, Brentford just just pipped at the post uh, for the automatic position, going to go through the playoffs. Um, it feels like that result last Saturday was the one that kind of was the opportunity really to uh, to have it in your own hands, and then you know things just didn't pan out with the results on Wednesday. Will that be difficult for the players and the club to pick themselves up for the playoffs, or do you think that they'll, you know, motivation will just take over? Who knows? Who knows? It's it's such an emotional, challenging thing, isn't it? You know, you come so so close to achieving your goal. Um, you know, you spent the majority of the season chasing your opponents, and you get an opportunity, inadvertently, that that Huddersfield West Brom game presented Brentford with such an unbelievable opportunity and. Yeah, a lot of people have questioned, you know, had, did you know, did they have enough experience? Did they bottle it? And so I, I think the combination of things, but also you can't, you can't ignore the fact that Stoke were, you know, banging form at home since Michael O'Neill's come in. I think their their form is more in line with the top three or four teams in the division. So it was always going to be a difficult game. Add to that the pressure of having your fate in your own hands, and of course, then you know you you're banking another results to go your way after that defeat. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't play out that way. But, you know, it's, it's a young group of players Brentford have got and they haven't really experienced disappointment as a group. So it can go one of two ways. And, you know, the, the playoffs have been uh, are a lottery. I've, I've been through it myself. And, you know, form counts um, for a lot during the course of the season. But it's momentum is key going into these knockout games. And, you know, again, unfortunately, there won't be any fans in attendance, which, of course, adds a, a, another level of complexity to the whole the whole kind of process. But... Look, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be very very difficult. Um, obviously, Brentford facing my old my old team, Cardiff. That will be a, a difficult <laughs> one emotionally. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's going to be challenging for all the teams, isn't it? You know, and and there's still there's still the end of the, an empty an empty Wembley will be waiting for the for the winners of the of the semi-finals, and who knows what can happen there. Rich Weston there. Um, he said something interesting about the form table. Now, uh, on last week's show, when you made a prediction about that game, Brentford versus Stoke, you used the term Stoke will down tools as usual, mm. uh, as you predicted a Brentford win. That did not happen. Um, no. But I just had a quick look at the form. I've been looking at the form table now. Uh, so Leeds are top because they won mm. the last... For the, this is for the last six games. So basically yeah. since lockdown was lifted... Fulham second, we've won four, drawn two. Swansea third, one two, lost one, drawn one, one two. Uh, Stoke City in fourth, having lost one, drawn one, won all the rest. 
then Brentford, who've obviously lost the last two, and then Cardiff. So all of those teams, with the exception of Stoke, are in the top six, um, which is interesting when you think of the disruption that lockdown has caused to all the teams from probably the top six down to relegation. Um, yeah, part of me agrees with you. Part, part of me also thinks there's a reason why not in the Forest aren't in there because they're not in the playoffs because they went with because they've lost too many games. They've dropped too, dropped too many points. Um, I look, I look at the playoffs and think it doesn't matter for me how you're going into form because if you play well for three games, you're promoted. If you have three of the best games of your career as a football club, you're promoted. Um, the, the, the as a centre forward, if you can, if a uh, Mendes Lang or a uh, Ben Rama or a Mitrovic um, or a Brewster can score two or three goals in the playoffs, the chances are that team's going to get promoted. So these big players come to the table. It's going to be really, really interesting because all teams, and I know we're going to go through them later on, but all three, all four teams are fuller, really, really good players and Premier League players. So it'll be really interesting. And each game's going to be, um, it's going to be like a game of chess, and it's going to be really interesting, really intricate, but. But end of the day, whoever goes up deserves to go up. And, and I know we have a laugh and a joke on here about the league table never lies, but West Brom have gone up because they've been the, they've been the second most consistent team over 46 games. And Leeds obviously deserve to go up. And, and Brentford just failed at the last. And, you know, I mean, we, we grumbled about uh, Cardiff City at the start of the season, side, didn't we, about how many goals they let in. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and we can probably say that about Brentford as well because the, the, the games that they've dropped points in, um, has obviously come back to bite them on the backside a little bit because you can, you know what I mean. You go through the last two games, uh, Brentford and uh, Brentford against Barnsley and Stoke against Brentford, you know, and then you can go earlier on in the season. That's where they drop their most points. So, you know what I mean. You're always playing catch up. You know what I mean. They had a really, really, they had an unbelievable time after lockdown. You know what I mean. They won every single game apart from the last two. So that's where they where they've got themselves in that kind of position. But teams drop points at vital times and vital times are throughout the season the 46 games so you know what I mean it's the consistent teams who are who are, uh, <coughs> who are going to win the leagues and, and, and get promoted Spot on mate um, so I'm going to ask you a question did Brentford bottle it? Um, I, I wouldn't say they bottled it uh, I, I, I think the pressure got to them um, I think the pressure got to the big players uh, I think the pressure got to the manager um, and I think and especially on the last game because uh, they were they were a win away from getting Getting promoted again, and uh, you know, I mean, the Stoke game, uh, I think could have gone, could have gone anyways. And you said there about the form table. Stoke are, Stoke are one of the strangest teams I think I've come across this season. That I watched them against Middlesbrough five weeks ago, and I thought they were absolutely disgusting. You know, what I mean, Michael O'Neill still the manager. They've got, they've got the probably the best squad of players on the on paper uh, in the division, but they're such, they're such underachievers. It's scary. Uh, and then obviously Brentford going to the the Barnsley game. Uh, Full of full of confidence, really. You need in a win to win to get promoted, and and it doesn't work out for them. And I, I, I'll say the probably the draw was probably a fair result. You know what I mean? I've watched that extended highlights, and the way that the Barnsley second goal came was uh, was was Brentford throwing everybody forward because they knew they knew they had to go and win the game. So you know what I mean? They were leaving gaps, and someone was always going to win that game. We spoke about it on watch along that someone's definitely going to score in that game, and and it was it could have gone Brentford, but unfortunately for Brentford, Barnsley sneaked it in the end, and they stayed up. Yes, yes. I think personally, I think they did bottle it. Um, I felt the the manager particularly uh, got a few things wrong um, tactically in those two games. And look, they've been incredible all season. I felt really mm. sorry for them. I felt sorry for their fans. At the end of the day, when when it counted, they didn't perform. Um, Stoke 
look, with the squad they've got, we've said all season, they should be uh, right up there with Leeds. They will not, be next. They will be next year, by the way. They'll, they'll be strong. They'll be strong players. next year. If they can keep the manager. Yeah. The manager's key. Um, so, I asked you if Brentford bottled it. This one seems like a almost like a loaded question because I already know the answer. Did Nottingham Forest bottle it? Oh, disgusting. If you're a... If you're the manager, chairman, fan, you're asking severe questions of your players, you know. That, and I'm not just talking about the Stoke City game on Wednesday night. I'm, I'm looking at um, the game before when they got beat away at Barnsley. I'm looking at the game before when they played Swansea City, when they were, when they were behind twice. Away at Preston, drawing one all. At home to Fulham, couldn't score again. In a local derby against against Derby County, uh, letting a 96-minute equaliser again against 10 men. You, know, you can go... You can go uh, Beyond again, you know what I mean. That's seven games, seven games without a win. You know what I mean. So they, they haven't just bottled it against against Stoke City, but they bottled it for a month, if not six weeks. And I do feel really sorry. I, I can't, I can't see another way out for the manager because I think their chairman is pretty ruthless and and will um, and will probably terminate his contract quite quite quickly. If I, I'm, I, I'm you know. surprised he haven't been sacked already. Man. Yeah, be to be honest. honest. Uh, but then, but then, but then the whole club's not. There's something not right. Size. If they if they could not get in the playoffs from the position they were in. You know what I mean? Out of the last seven games, they needed three points. That's that's ridiculous for a team of Nottingham Forest and, and the players they've got for not not be able to do it. It's just shocking, really. Um, so Kelly said, Kelly in the chat there says it's a karma for taking a Domer off Cardiff because they were competing for playoff place, possibly if you believe in that sort of thing. Um, but I made a joke on Twitter after the watch along on uh, Wednesday because I I was watching it back to see if um, I wanted to check something which I had said. And then in the first seven minutes when we were kind of going through our predictions of, or you asked me, like, or we asked each other, should I say, what, um, you know, who we thought was going to get in the playoffs and this, that and the other. And um, you left out the possibility that Forrest were going to, mm. you know, Forrest, Forrest could drop out of the playoffs mm. and corrected yourself and said, oh, look, it's mathematically possible that mm. Nottingham Forest could drop out of the playoffs. Mm. But, and that shows like how... In, our, in mine and your eyes, and I assume most people's eyes, it was all about Cardiff or Swansea. Who was going to mm. get that sixth position? And then all of a sudden, you ended up in this situation yeah. where Forrest dropped out and Cardiff was won, Cardiff were up to fourth. Seven goal swing. It should never it should never happen in, in modern day football. You know that all Nottingham Forest had to do in that game was sit on a one 0 defeat and they would have got promoted. They would have they would have been in the playoffs. That's what that's how stupid this, so they this went is. They were looking really. for an equaliser. Yeah, and no. When they were they went, down, I didn't yeah, understand it. it. It just doesn't make sense, and this is where the this is where the manager's tactics and um and it, it needs to be looked at because it, it just doesn't add up what they were doing, why they were doing it. Um, you know what I mean? In in the last minute, you know the the the, the bombing bombing forward, but at the time they weren't out of the playoffs, so it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yes, they probably would have ended up out of anywhere because I know Swansea scored right at the, right at the death, but they they don't know that's going to happen. And if you let a goal in, you're doing Swansea's work for you, so you can't. Listen, if, if someone else scores in a different game, you can't affect that. You know what I mean? You've just got to yeah. take it on the chin and just... and just Because Swansea could have won that game 10-0 and you can't do anything about it. But all you can do is look after yourself. And unfortunately, on the night, on Wednesday night, Nottingham Forest didn't look after themselves one little bit and, and they let themselves down and they, they embarrassed themselves, really. Yeah, they did. Big time. Um, so, we're going to go into each team now uh, for the, the four teams in the playoff and kind of discuss their season overall and, and give a little bit of a rundown of it. But just before we do that, I wanted to ask you uh, a couple of questions. Uh, so, first of all, after we just looked, we just discussed the form table. Uh, so, the favourites on form would be Fulham and Swansea. Yeah. Uh, followed by Cardiff, 
Brentford, uh, sorry, followed by Brentford, then Cardiff. That that would make Cardiff the outsider. However, when you look at it from a just you know just not the st- statistics, uh, in my opinion, favourites to Fulham. Probably second is just about Brentford, and then you've got Cardiff and Swansea. Um, in your eyes, with no explanation, who's the favourites for the playoffs? Uh, Fulham. And who's the outsider? Uh, I'd go Swansea. Okay, so we're going to discuss each one now, which is why I didn't want you to give in a too much of an explanation. Um, so we're going to discuss each team and also preview the games kind of all in one rather than discuss each team and then preview the games at the end. It makes more sense to get it all together. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with Brentford, alphabetical order. Uh, first of all, what do you think of their season overall? Oh, they've had a magnificent, magnificent, magnificent season. They haven't let themselves down. Um, they've scored tons of goals. They've attacked. Uh, they've done really well defensively. They've been really well. They've just—it's—it's it's what's happened right at the death. What's 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 everyone's going to question now, and everyone's going to say, "Have they got? Have they bottled it? As have uh, have they got anything left in the tank to push on in the playoffs?" But for me, uh, they're playing the perfect team to get them back on track. And that's not me being disrespectful to the opposition. I'm just saying, in terms of for me, it's the easiest game out of the, out, out of the other two teams, and and I think they'll be able to. Uh, attack the way they do because I don't think uh, Swansea uh, can defend and probably like to defend against the attacking prowess that the, the Brentford have. And Ollie Watkins leading the line, you've got Umbremo and Ben Rama either side. And I just think them three attacking players, if they turn upside for one game, two games, three games, they've got an opportunity to get promoted. You know what I mean? And I, and I know we're probably going to contradict ourselves, everybody, by the way, because we're going to give everyone a, an opportunity and a plus to get promoted. But those three turn up like they've turned up majority of the season. They're going to be really strong, and they're going to and they could win the playoff semi final against Swansea, very comfortably indeed. Okay, so you know me, not one to be a banging that Swansea drum. Um, I believe that out of all the teams, confidence wise, Swansea will be so confident because they've come in last minute. It feels like they've won the cup, but. So from a confidence point of view, Swansea are sky high compared to Brentford, who are, you know, lower than low. However, um, I wonder whether Swansea, because they would have celebrated and, and it felt like a, they've won the cup, but there's still a lot of work to do. Whereas Brentford would have felt really low, and they they've got a bit pick themselves up, and they've got a right, we've got we you know it will the the realization will come. We missed that one automatic, but hang on a minute, we can go and play three games. And still do, still achieve our dreams, still do it. And I think the players they've got have been so good this season. Um, overall, they've if, just if, been the best listen, team si, in the league. If, Outside if, of Leeds, they're the if best team. Brentford, in the league. If Brentford get promoted this season, still, and they do it in the playoffs, they've done Amazing. it the best. They've done it the best possible way because their players suit Wembley. You know what I mean? The way that they attack uh, and with the pace and everything, everything they've got. So for me, it's an opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity for some really good football insides to show how good they are for the big players to step up on the big occasion because this is what it is now. Now it's now it's an opportunity now because it's 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 live or die. It's, you've got you've got to go and hit hit the games. You've got to go and try and win the games. It's not about defending and and hope not losing the game because I, I, I look at I look at this one's I look at this one side and I think 
they went into the, the last game of the season with nothing to lose, really, basically. They, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, nothing to lose. Now they've got something to lose. You know what I mean? If they if they go gung-ho like they did against uh, against some teams because they had to get the points, they'll get picked off by some good sides. You know what I mean? So they've oh, got to change yeah. their tactics accordingly. And I've seen I've seen Swansea at its, at its, at its worst um, against Cardiff when they just sat there and defended and it wasn't very pretty. Uh, but I've seen them at the best on uh, on Wednesday and and in previous games where they've where they've where they've attacked um, with no fear. So they've got to give them credit. They deserve to be where they are. Um, I am a little bit nervous of the potential of a an all South Wales final. Uh, it's the fallout from it, potential fallout from it. But mm. um, but then you've also got the other side of the coin, which it looks more possible that either probably won't get into it because of the strength of the other two sides. Because you know, I mean, everyone's got a plus. Of getting in it, everyone's yeah. got a negative, and the only negative I can see of, of Brentford at the minute is that they're lacking confidence. And for me, that can just go overnight because when they turn up in yeah, training, to, you know what I mean? They, well, exactly. You know what I mean? If they if they go one nil up against Swansea away from home, and then they can get the second before half time, they've got the rest of the first, sec, first leg, they've got all of the second leg to enjoy, and then look forward to Wembley, and then now they're dangerous again. Yeah. So you know what I mean? In a week's time, we 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 could be talking about them full of confidence. They've won. A two-legged game against Swansea six-seven nil, and now they're dangerous. You know what I mean? But then they're overconfident, like they were against mm. Stoke City. So, so we've got the we've got the same we've got the same thing on just, on a different side of the coin. Yeah, a few interesting comments in the in the chat on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Johnny Wish says, sadly, he thinks the Jacks will win the whole thing. Uh, Gary Clark, otherwise known as Bugs, he says, no one's as low as us. Uh, he's a Nottingham Forest fan and a die-hard Cardiff City fan, Kelly. Says, I feel Swansea will get promoted. They have no Kelly. pressure, no pressure, and that is correct. Yeah. They have no pressure. Yeah, no one's ex- no one's expecting them side, but that, I, I I feel Cardiff have got the same same pressure though because they're going you know, into full they're going into Fulham game expecting probably to lose. Everyone's expecting them to lose, not the players, but everyone else is expecting them to lose. They got beat down at Craven Cottage two weeks ago very comfortably, um, and I'm probably expecting them to go there again and get beat. So if they if they do anything different, and I'm delighted. Yeah, I, that was one of my points, actually, with Cardiff. Is if you look at all the, the pundits, the media, the radio stations, Talk Sports, Sky, BBC, they're all talking about Swansea's late run. They're all talking about Brentford being one of the best teams in the league all season. Have they bottled it? Are they still in it? And then they've got Fulham, one of the best football insides in there. What a great job uh, Scott Parker's done. Nobody is talking about Cardiff City's chances. Mm. And I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, and listen, however, it's, a, it's a way forward. I'm I'm still concerned, as I've been regularly, uh, over Neil Harris's tactical ability to change games at the right time. Um, if he gets his first 11 right, things seem to go well. If he doesn't, that seems to be where he struggles to change things later in the game. Um, now, I'm not saying that's happened every game. As an overall thing, that's one of the my concerns with him. Mm. Uh, James says he'd rather play Brentford in the final. Um, out of all teams, I'd rather play Brentford. Uh, well, obviously, it's not Brentford or Swansea. I'd rather play Brentford just because you, the added pressure. What you've just said there, Si, about uh, about tactics and things. I, I look at the two games for Cardiff City, especially. Uh, I see the first game at home against Fulham. They've got to get a result. They've got to get a positive result. They can't go to Craven Cottage and be chasing a game because that's where teams become dangerous because when you've got someone like Mitrovic who probably will score over the two legs you know what I mean good players come to the the table you know they've got a lot of players who can hurt you so Cardiff City need to defend the best they've defended all season 
They need to stop the big players playing and then they've got to be a threat themselves. So it's about getting the tactics spot on. But for me, the first leg is so it's imperative. It's imperative to get a positive result because if you can go there with anything positive, if you can go there with a win, absolutely amazing. If you can go there and not have been beat, then it goes into a one game instead of a, instead of a two-legged affair. It's, it's, they've got to keep it down to that to that one game um, because if you're if you're chasing the game, yes, it can be turned on, of course it can, but the chances are against the good sides that good sides don't give you a second opportunity. Yes, I um, I'm concerned by it. Fulham have got some great players, like then um, Bobby Reed will probably score the winner against Cardiff in the second leg. Um, okay, let's do our predictions. So Sunday the twenty sixth of July, Swansea City, a home team against Brentford, six thirty kickoff. Who you got? Um, I'm going Brentford. I just think uh, I just think they've got enough. Uh, they've got enough going forward for me to to get get their promotion party back on track. You'll be very surprised to know that I'm going to go for Brentford six um, nil. Um, no, I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go with. Uh, Draw for the first leg. I'm going to go Swansea City, Brentford at Swansea. It's going to be a draw. Uh, Monday, the 27th of July, Cardiff City are at home to Fulham. I'm going to go. I'm going to go draw. I, 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 I can't. I think this will be probably a, a more nervy game than the one the one previous uh, the day before. So yeah, I'm going to go draw. Okay. Can't see many goals. Um, and then I'm going to go. So, my heart says like a, a sneaky one nil to Cardiff, but I just can't see. I just can't. We struggled against Fulham this year, really in the league, like we really, really did. Um, so I'm going to go one nil Cardiff City. Why not? All right. Okay. Uh, so I, sorry for that first leg. I went for a draw, didn't I? And you went for. Swansea. Oh, Brentford. I went for Brentford. <laughs> Just testing you. Not gone, Swansea. Uh, and I've gone for Cardiff and you've gone for draw. Draw. Okay. And second leg at Brentford versus Swansea. Who you got, mate? I'm going home win again, so I'm going I'm going Brentford are gonna make the playoff final. So you've gone Brentford to win. I'm gonna go with a draw. In the second leg, and our cousins from down the motorway to win on penalties. So, well, like, what, what's my prediction? Is it Swansea City to win? Yeah, Swansea City. Is it, well, you, is it you draw? Gone. I don't know. You said draw. Did you not say draw? I said draw, didn't I? But obviously. It's like I think Swansea will win on penalties, but I suppose it's not about that, is it? It's just to get that no, it's game. About the 90 minute, just ninety minute game. Yeah. So yeah, so I'll go. I'm going to go with a draw. Uh, and then on the Thursday we got Fulham as the home team to Cardiff. Unfortunately, I just I I just can't see Fulham losing. I just I, I watched the game two weeks ago and I, I was really impressed with Fulham. I thought they were fantastic. So unfortunately, I think Fulham will just have too much for Cardiff. I hope I'm wrong. So I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a draw. No. Yeah, I'm going to go with a, a draw in the second leg. A score draw, like a two all or a three all. 
uh, in the second leg, which means Cardiff will go through on aggregate, which will mean the final will be Brentford. In my eyes, the final will be Swansea City versus Cardiff City. Mm. Um, so, um, on the on the the subject of predictions, we did our predictions last week. Andy is in the lead, two weeks to one, going into the final week of the general season. So Saturday, uh, I'm not going to go through all the results, but we finished the day. Andy was seven three up, and I was like, oh my god. Well, the weekend we finished Sunday as well, seven four. Uh, I managed to pull one back on a Sunday. However. Uh, it went seven five seven six seven six eight seven nine eight draw uh ten nine eleven nine eleven ten going into the last two games it was eleven ten to Campbell and then uh, it just went to pieces so Andy won eleven ten I made a comeback however however last week when we predicted the Andy Campbell show derby the Andy Campbell derby between Middlesbrough and Cardiff City, I not only said that Cardiff would win, I also said that Cardiff would win 3-1. So, in my opinion, as host, nope. I believe that I should get an extra point and a half for guessing the correct score, which makes the final score 11 and a half to 11 in my favour, takes the total score to 2 all going into the playoffs. Kelly, Kelly, says, Kelly says no. Kelly says all no. All no. the comments in the live chat say that I'm right. So there we go. Two all going into the last the last weekend. Um, okay, so two up, two down for the for last week. Uh, who have you got for your downs, mate? Uh, I've got Nottingham Forest. Uh, I just thought it was absolutely disgusting. Not just the well, yeah, the week, but probably the month. But yeah, the, the last two games, they let themselves down massively, and and Wednesday just finished off, in, in my opinion, the the manager's future at that football club. The players should need to, need to have a good look at themselves for the rest of the season and understand that they've um, they've embarrassed the football club. Yeah, I thought it was disgraceful. Um, Gary, uh, in the chat there, tell us, you know, what's the thoughts of the fans uh, from Forest's point of view? We've got a bit of time left, so I'd be interested to hear just how angry the reaction was because like Andy and I have said we thought it was disgusting real disgusting uh, who's uh, my first down is Birmingham City retiring uh, Jude Bellingham's shirt I think it's absolutely <laughs> ludicrous silly silly just ridiculous and I, mm. I think it's embarrassing for all concerned I think it embarrasses him I think it embarrasses the club and I can't imagine the fans think it's particularly clever either mm. um Who's your second down, Nick? Uh, my second one, I've gone for Brentford. Uh, I just think uh, the week they've had, we've, we've been their biggest plaudits all season. We've given them the praise when praise is due. But I think that uh, something went wrong in the last week of the season because uh, and they, they, needed a, what, they needed a point in the end out of the last two games, which they didn't yeah. get to get promoted. So, you know, I mean, it all boiled down to the last two games, which they just didn't get nothing from. And two teams who finished two, in the bottom Two teams five. Who, who probably should have got relegated, you know, yeah. the way the season's gone, so... Uh, yeah, just very disappointing for them. That's about Jude Bellingham. He hasn't died. Like, it's yeah. very true, isn't it? This yeah, is, come it on, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so my second down, I've gone for Stoke City. Um, and this is a bit sneaky because it's almost like an overall thing. Um, they beat Nottingham Forest 4-1 on Wednesday with great performance. They they beat... Um, what did they do on Saturday? 
They beat Brentford 1-0 on Saturday. Um, they're, they've, I think they've been disgraceful. I've got to be honest, Brent. Um, that squad should be in the top three. Um, I think it's been disgusting. I think they've let the fans down. I think they've let the manager down all season. And then to, to turn up and wallop a playoff contender and beat, in my opinion, the team that's been the second best team in the whole league all season in two consecutive games, I think uh, shows just how bad the players' attitude's been. I totally agree. The season. Totally agree. Um, it's 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 just it just doesn't. It, I just doesn't sit right. We say how, how teams no. can just turn it on when they want to, when they think they can just want to turn it on. It's just not right. And use the term that you used during your predictions for the match. They've down tools. They let Nathan. Mm. They stitched Nathan Jones up big time yeah. when he was manager. Um, and I feel like they've done the same. And then you know, yeah, great. They won a couple of games against some good teams. But where's that been? Where's that attitude been all season? Um, so they might down. Sorry about that little rant there. It's all right. Uh, first up for you, mate. Uh, I've gone to Swansea City. You know, we've been critical on teams and we've we've given uh, teams some plaudits as we've gone. And I just think they deserve huge plaudits for what they achieved to, uh, the last week of the season. To get in the playoffs, to go to Reading who were on form. Uh, it was an absolutely fantastic result. So, you know what I mean? They deserve uh, all the plaudits they got. So, for Swansea, get my, uh, my, my first up. Um, so, so... I've kind of gone for a similar thing. Uh, I've gone for South Wales. Uh, I thought when you look at what Swansea did, you rightly say they what they what they did on Wednesday was incredible. Mm. To to not just to win to get enough goals under that much pressure is it's a great achievement. And yeah. obviously you need a bit of luck with the results going your way. But they still had to go and score four goals or whatever yeah. was it four goals. Um, yeah. So you know hats off to them. But I also thought Cardiff were very, very good on Wednesday. Professional. If they let that get to nil-nil with 20 minutes to go, it's very nervy. Yeah. So they put it to bed. You know, they got an early goal. They didn't just sit back on a one-nil. They went and finished it. They put it to bed. And I think by 55 minutes, 60 minutes, I wasn't even concerned about what Cardiff were doing in yeah. terms of like a stress yeah. point of view. Uh, so South Wales as a whole, I've got uh, for my first up. What's your... Second up, mate. Um, I've gone for Luton and Barnsley. So the combination that came up last year uh, from League One, and I just thought that it's credit where credit's due. I thought they're absolutely brilliant. To, two small football clubs to, in order to to stay up was just fantastic, and um, they deserve everything they've got. And, and to see the celebrations after for Barnsley was just absolutely superb. It's it's like they got promoted. There was more celebrations there than I saw at West Brom and Leeds put together. It was just absolutely fantastic from a group of players who who probably didn't expect it, uh, but they've obviously achieved greatness. And and uh, Luton have been, you know, what I mean, we said at the start, you know, I'd love to love them to stay up, uh, and just thankfully they did. Yes, yeah, I was really happy to see both teams stick up, uh, stay up. Bit of fortune with Wigan, but you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, Wigan, I don't know what Kelly just put there. She said, um, "What, uh, what were Wigan thinking?" And I gotta say, exactly that. What on earth were they playing at? No, well, the thing is also we could we could put them in our downs. Um, every, well, I was every, every put week. them in my down for this for the because I just thought they got what were they doing? They had to win. Yeah. Um, so to play like they almost seemed. I saw some of the highlights of the second half, particularly late on. And they just there was no urgency at all. Like it was just no. very confusing. So, but I will. I'll get to it in a minute. Um, my second up is uh, Jacob and Josh Murphy. Both scored a goal on Wednesday. Um, mm. More so Josh Murphy, but I wanted to give Jacob a shout out as well because I thought you know 
brothers. He scored a goal. They've both taken a lot of grief over the last year or so. But Josh Murphy particularly has taken a lot of grief. And a lot of it has come from Cardiff City fans. Um, his goals over the last couple of weeks have settled the nerves. They've been important goals which have won us points. And hopefully he can go into the playoffs and show what he can do because he's a very talented boy. And um, I was really pleased for him. You're on about confidence, Si. Um, he's one player in particular who's going into the playoffs with full of confidence. Him and Mendes Lang and, and Lee Tomlin. You know what I mean? Gladstone, you've got you've got attacking players. You know what I mean? I know we can say that about every team because every team's got players, threats who, who are playing well, yeah. scoring goals. But um, big credit because obviously he's had his injury problems, Josh Murphy, this season. And uh, I think lockdown's done him a bit of favour. He's, he's come back really fit. He's got himself sharp. He's got himself back in the side. And he's playing with full of confidence because he's a good player. Listen, Cream always rises, you know, so he's, he's, he's ne there's never been a doubt that he's been a good footballer. It's just, can he stay fit? Can he stay confident? And can he do do enough to stay in, 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 in the games to win, win football matches for Cardiff and start creating chances for people? Middlesbrough was excellent. And on Wednesday night, he carried it on. So, he, yeah, he deserves, uh, he deserves to carry on in the side. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, guys, if you've got any questions, uh, drop them in now. We're going to just have a quick chat about a couple of things before we finish up. And then uh, we're going to... Obviously, finish up as we go and we'll answer any questions you've got. Um, so, I want to go back to what I was saying about Wigan. I wonder whether... So, so Barnsley clearly knew that if they were in the bottom... If they were third from bottom and Wigan didn't win, they clearly knew that um, Barnsley... They, Barnsley players clearly knew that they were going to stay up. Mm. They clearly knew that, that Wigan were going to have those points taken away. And thing now, me and you didn't know for sure when we were covering it and talking about it on Wednesday. Now, my problem with it is, is do all those clubs and players do they all know that Wigan were hundred percent having the points, or do some know, some don't? Now that's a massive problem for me. Do Wigan players know? So I think is we, that why think, they weren't urgent? I think we spoke about it, Si, on uh, on Wednesday a little bit. That for me. Uh, it's 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 a can of worms that are going to be open here. If if the don't if the EFL and the league or whoever's involved in it do not put them down and do not take the points off them, then every single team tomorrow, if they if if, if the decision's made tonight and they say that they're not getting points deducted off them because of COVID nineteen or whatever 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 excuse they make, then tomorrow, Middlesbrough, Cardiff City, Hull City, who've got who riddled with debt by the way, Sheffield Wednesday, all these teams will go right. Hang on a minute. We're going to do it because if this gets us debt free, we're going to do it, and rightly so. You know what I mean? So they've they've got to stick by it. It's rules are rules. The rules are in place because it's got to protect every other team. Because teams could do it all the time on purpose, and it's just to to be debt free next season. To be debt free next season, we'll go and spend loads of money, and then we'll be debt free next season. It's not a business way to do things. It's not an ethical way to do things as well. So for me, the the league should have made a decision straight away. No appeal process. So everyone knew. Last game of the season, this is what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, so. mate. It's um, I, I find it frustrating and a bit shady. Um, so Gary Clark, uh, both he said uh, about Forest. I asked him what was the feeling around Nottingham, and you know, do they feel the same way as what we just said? Were they a bit more understanding? He said they're very upset. Uh, mm. Like Andy said, the players have let the board, the owners, the fans down. The whole city is gutted. Um, and I feel and rightly, for, rightly I feel so for the fans, mate. Rightly so as well, time. because you know, what I mean, I, I, I reeled off there the, the the games where they've they've, they've dropped points and or lost, and it's embarrassing, you know, for a football club the size of Nottingham Forest and the, and the, and the history and the heritage they've got. 
they should be achieving playoffs minimum. You know what I mean? Lewis Grabbin. You know, what, what's, he's, a bit, he's their best player, in my opinion. What is Lewis Grabbin thinking right now? Is he wanting to stay another season in the Championship with Nottingham Forest? Or is, or is he wanting to, to play with a side who are going to create more chances next year and, and be, a, be a Premier League player the season after? Of course, he's going to want to do that. And he's, he's, just, he's, just, he's just one, uh, one player. You've got, you've got, you've got uh, Lolly, you've got uh, Amiobi, uh, you've got Cash, you've got all these good players, in my opinion, who could go and play on another side if they, if they chose to. And Nottingham Forest need to be very careful about moving forward. Absolutely, they got to make the right. I think it's been a bit, a bit of a shambles off, off the pitch for a while over there. I got to say, um, but they got to get this decision right now. When they get, you know, they're going to sack the manager. Roy Keane, get it, get it right. I, I would. Roy Keane, Roy Keane, give him full control. Give him some money. Give him Gary, full control. Gary, of, uh, Gary, still watching? Gary, tell us your thoughts. Roy, Roy Keane, Roy Keane, you Nottingham Forest manager with his own with his own backroom staff and money to spend with full, uh, full domain over who go who stays who goes, you know rules and regulations for the playing squad the youth squads. I tell you what, uh, Sai. I tell you one thing: what wouldn't have happened under Roy Keane? They wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have given up a four one four one result at home. No, no, they would not. Um, okay, so Andy, uh, to finish us off, we are going to. Uh, we are going to have an Andy Campbell Championship Show Player of the Year vote. So me and you are going to pick three players who okay. we think are contenders for Player of the Year, and then I'm going to go and uh, going to put it on. We'll put it on social media on all on the Ace on the Andy shows. We'll put up we'll put up some polls, and uh, we will see who gets voted as the Championship Player of the Year or the Andy Campbell okay. Championship Player of the Year. So uh, you tell me, mate, who are your, or who's your first pick? Um, my first pick, I've gone for a little bit of a mixture. So I've gone defender, midfielder and attacker. I've tried to like, mix it up. So I've gone for Luke Ayling at Leeds United. I think he's been absolutely fantastic going forward and defensively. I think he deserves a lot of credit for, for getting promoted with a, with his Leeds United side. Okay. And um, who's your second one? Uh, my second one, I've gone for Matthias Click. I know he's obviously your favourite and one of your, one of your heroes. Um, but he's had an amazing season and he makes Legion United tick as well. Um, there's other Legion United players I probably could have picked alongside or instead of, but I think he's a standout player for me uh, in the league and of Legion United. And uh, your third and final pick for the Andy Campbell Championship Show Player of the Year. This was a toss-up between um, Ben Rama and Ollie Watkins. Uh, and I chose Ollie Watkins just because he scored uh, nine more goals than Ben Rama. As I know, Ben Rama's finished the season strongly, but we're on about a season. So for me, yeah. Ollie Watkins has been consistent throughout. He scored tons of goals and I believe he will score more. So that means, okay. obviously, he's going to score again this season. Uh, so I'm going to go with my first selection is Jude Bellingham. 17 years old, um, he's been consistently one of the best players in the championship. And um, for someone that age, uh, playing for a team who were in a relegation battle, to stand out the way he did and play the way he did week in, week out, I think is incredible, yeah. considering he spent most of the season age 16. Um, you know, I, fair play to him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I put him in there. My second choice is Mateus Pereira. Of West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, he was on the mile list. Eight goals this season, 16 assists. Um, he's had 78 shots on goal, and 45% of them have been on target. Um, and I think he's got a good shout. 
so he was my second pick. Um, I would have had Glick on there, obviously. Um, Paddy, there was a couple of, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, suggestions. Mitrovic, uh, Paddy Bamford, maybe. Um, Lee Tomlin was in my mm. choices. Um, but ultimately, oh, Lewis Holtby was also in my choices as well. Um, Bradley, Bradley Dak, if Bradley Dak had Bradley been Dak, injured, he'd have won it. He'd have won it. He'd have won, 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 won it. I'd have voted that many times. I've got to get that. I love that romantic music for every time you mention his name. Adam Armstrong is my uh, my third choice. 17 goals, 6 assists. Outstanding. You got Mitrovic. You've got other. You've got. You, listen, the, the league's full of chocolates. Mit- oh, you didn't pick Mitrovic. No. Um, so, right, so sorry to Adam Armstrong. I picked Mitrovic. I thought you would pick Mitrovic. That's no. why I didn't pick him. Um, so I'd go with Mitrovic um, because you know, I just think he's been superb. Yeah, I was going to pick him, but I, I went for Ollie Watkins instead. Yeah, so, so I apologise to Adam Armstrong. He was my uh, next choice. So you got a couple of interesting comments in the chat. Uh, Johnny Wish asks, did the Forest players apologise to the fans? Uh, I like the hope so. Kelly, didn't, Kelly says, uh, did Chris Hewton to Nottingham Forest or is yeah. he definitely going to Bristol? I heard that I heard that today. I heard, uh, I heard the Bristol City rumour today. So, uh, so he wants to get back into football. He's been out a long time. So he, he will be back in the job for next season. I'm, I'm 100% sure. And uh, Gary says uh, about Roy Keane, I must think this is, uh, he said he left under a bit of a cloud, but still very highly thought of at the club, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, James Costley says Mitrovic, good shout. And Gary also says, uh, since the Farwas days, behind the scenes, the club is on the up. But this was a major setback. It was a bit too soon for us, but should be in the playoffs. No excuses with the players we have. Let's hope we don't suffer from a big hangover. Um, so, so my my point on that is, um, if they hadn't made the playoffs, if they finished seventh, fine. But to be in the position they were in, needing what was it, three points from seven games or something, and then on yeah. the final game, go and play. Was it Stoke? Wasn't it? Um, was it Stoke they played? Yeah, well, they didn't even need a, didn't even need points. You know, I mean, the last game of the season. They just, just don't need, get hammered. They, yeah, they just need to, to shut up shop. It's just, just, uh, just... Uh, yeah, to be in that position where you just literally, it doesn't even matter if you lose, just mm. don't lose heavily. Yeah. Um, and not make the playoffs. That's where I think is the kind of the issue mm. with it. If they had like played the season out and just missed out on the playoffs like Millwall yeah. did, fair so play. I, mem- I, I, mem- I remember the game. The game that they went one 0 down. They equalised. They went two one down. When you go two one down the second time, you, you you're behind again. Just go right. Listen, as long as we don't let any more goals in here, we're all right. We're all right. Let's just sit onto this. Let's just sit onto this and see where it takes us in 10, 15, 20 minutes. You don't have to go gung ho and try and get a goal back straight away. And that's what and that's ended up what's uh, what's causing the problems. Yes. Who was the third player who I um, nominated for player of the year? I said Mitrovic, Pereira, and someone else. Who was it? Who was the third one? Mitrovic. Pereira. Pereira. Someone tell me who, who was the third choice I picked. I can't remember. I'm just trying to make a note of it. Mitrovic, um, Pereira, and you mentioned. Um, I mentioned uh, some players. Lewis, that's where Lewis, I'm getting confused. Lewis, Lewis Holby, no. Armstrong, Holby. You definitely mentioned them too. I mentioned some Cardiff players. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Lee Tomlin. 
Yeah. Armstrong. Uh, Bellingham. Uh, Bellingham. Bellingham. Yeah. That's it. Well, well in James. James uh, is yeah, a hero. James, is James, at least you, James, at least you're listening. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, okay, so uh, that just about wraps us up. We've gone a little bit over the hour, but um, so we'll have a look. Um, oh, listen, we talked for two and a half hours the other day. We can do we can we can yeah, do that every week. We go a little bit over, can't we? <laughs> yeah. um, let me just quickly check what uh, these last couple of comments. Gary says as well there. He said he thought it could happen as it's Forest, even with seventeen minutes to go, being there before. Yeovil, Blackpool. Yeah, this is sorry. New, this is a new low. Sorry to bring it yeah. up, Gary, and make you sorry, Gary. It. Gary's but, uh, uh, Gary. Gary's been there and wore the t-shirt every season. Yeah. Gary's Gary's not involved in the new Leeds. Oh, I hope not for their sake. God. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Congratulations to Leeds, by the way. We never got round to yeah. paying tribute to them. That's Andy's yeah. fault. He didn't want to secretly. He didn't want to <laughs> pay, pay tribute to them. I do. He, I do it on social media. I do it on social media. I've, I've been putting. I've been putting some really positive things on. Like, and I've been and getting it, shot down. Been getting shot down as well. By the way, I'm doing it again. I'm not doing it. People criticise us for having biases. I know. How much have I? How much praise have I put on Swansea tonight? How much praise I have I put on Liverpool in the last couple of weeks? How much praise have we yeah. put on? Um, who so won listen, the I've who won put, the league. Who was it who won the league? Which West league? Brom. Leeds. Yeah, I, listen. I put I put loads of uh, I put loads of loads of positive comments on about loads of teams. I get shut down. I just uh, we just give our honest views and we uh, break it all yeah. down. In there, um, mm. look. Uh, if you want to hear more of me talking about football, uh, I'll be on Red Army Radio at about half past ten tonight. Uh, the links on my Facebook page, um, which I'm quite looking forward to. Going to be talking yeah, it's about good. It's good. I, I did it. I, I did it. I was going to say yeah. you did it last week. I was you? on last week, and it was a, it's amazing, amazing show. I think it's broadcast um, Devon Devon Radio. Uh, loads of down, loads of things. Uh, loads of radio stations radio down stations, south. Yeah, so it's really good. But it's on uh, it's on Facebook on Red Army TV. So I've got the link. But yeah, it's a, it's an excellent show. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Talking a bit of Cardiff for the potential of Cardiff Swansea. And funny enough, Dave has just texted me. And he said, if you have a Cardiff supporting buddy, uh, we can have both of you on because it looks like we'll have two Swansea fans on. So I don't want you to be outnumbered. I'll take it. Come on, man. No, I don't know. We'll sort something out. Um, Of course, massive, massive thank you to uh, Black Diamond Sports, to Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show, to helping the show. Can't do it without them. Appreciate it massively. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. It's been a bit slightly quieter in the chat, but I appreciate all of you. And uh, Monday, we have uh, ex-Wales International, Mr. David Cottrell, joining us. Back to the usual time of 7.30. Cannot wait. It's going to be very interesting. If you tune into the radio later, I will see you then. If not, I will. we will see you on Monday evening to talk to David Cottrell about his career and uh, all things football. And, uh, of course, there's always new shows on Ace Podcast Nation. And we've got an absolute belter dropping on Sunday, so keep your eye out for that. Andy, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, as, as yeah always. it's been uh, it's been really good. Championship nearly over and done with uh, for a year. Well, it's been the longest year in the world, hasn't it, for the championship? But uh, yeah, let's see what let's see what the week brings. Absolutely. See you on Monday, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Thank you. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. 
who was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Network.